it's time for the Kitchen Garden segment on Real World Garden. On the line, I've got Corinne Mossati, who's a drinks writer and founder and editor of the Gourmantic Garden. How are you today, Corinne? I'm very well, Marianne. How are you? Not bad at all. And today we're going to be talking about Corinne's garden because it's actually only a small space, but she has managed to put in about 200 plus plants in this very small garden. How big is the garden, would you say, Corinne? Well, the best way to describe it, that it's not actually a garden. It's a paved courtyard. So if you can imagine a paved courtyard with a a small, shallow border of sandy soil. And when I say shallow, I mean it's between 5 centimetres and 15 centimetres deep and it's sitting on concrete. So it's really challenging. Oh, look, that's impossible to grow anything into, (laughs) I would have thought. So you'd have to build garden beds above it, which you've done. Yes. What I started doing initially was to garden in recycled crates from, you know, from council cleanup and pots and everything before I ventured out into raised garden beds, just to give me a little bit of confidence, I guess, in what I was doing. And then it grew from that. So... It was all about working out what you can do in a small space and basically standing in the garden and watching the sun and just seeing how much it travels during the day, how much sun it gets in summer, in winter, and then planning the garden around that. Now, when you planned the garden and you worked out the aspect, and uh, as you've mentioned, did you then go out and say, well, I want plants for shady and I want plants for partial shade and that kind of thing? Absolutely. I basically did the wrong thing that everybody tells you not to do when you're starting in gardening. Everyone says start small. I started big. And I figured out if I start big, I can learn as much as I can along the way and I will learn what work and what works and what doesn't in my environment. So I made a list of plants that love the sun and plants that can grow really well in part shade and so on. And I basically went ahead and planned it based around that. And when I set up my garden beds, the first one that I had was basically a mixture of everything. I tried my hand at doing the square foot gardening but that didn't really work very well I think it's not something very easy to get right the first time around but then I just started venturing out into finding space to squeeze in raised garden beds and have one that gets full sun for example that will be growing tomatoes in summer whereas another one that will be slightly less sun but still gets a little bit of shade uh, and a little bit of shade in winter as well to have all the leafy greens so it's all working out what is going to work best in the space that you have and I applied the same principle for a small balcony garden as well that I have upstairs. Now just go back to the garden bed how did you make that did you get recycled material from from um, recycling places or what is it made of exactly? I actually, the first one I got was uh, was one that I bought and it's made of metal. It's not an expensive one because I, I may not really want to invest so much in gardening at the beginning, but it grew from one to one bed to having five. And then I've got some um, that I've actually set up from, you know, little bits of wood They're not actually beds as such. They're like makeshift 
in ground slash raised garden beds. Basically, fitting in as much as I can in that space. So when I'm talking about that border that's got that shallow soil, I just put in like barriers and then build the soil up. And of course, with lots of compost and organic material and so on. And it's been thriving ever since. And what do you use in your garden beds? I find that the compost doesn't go very far, so I have to buy buy in compost and it's probably nowhere near as good as the homemade stuff. I do a combination of both. Um, when you've got over 200 plants, obviously you need a lot of it and I don't produce enough uh, from the worm farm to do that. But I think it's it's a matter of constant maintenance, I find. Watering the right time. And I, when I do my soil prep, that's really key for me. The soil prep before I plant everything is crucial. And I learned that very quickly. You feed the soil and then it feeds your plants. You feed them the right things and they flourish. Plus you have to watch out for pest control, obviously. And then in terms of maintenance, I like to use a seaweed tonic every two to three weeks and occasionally a liquid fertilizer for plants such as tomatoes or citrus, the heavy feeders. But I do rely more on the soil prep than the ongoing fertilising. All right, so you've got the yeah. garden beds. What else have you done to actually maximise the space in your in your courtyard? One of the things that I've done is to grow a few things vertically. For example, when you think of some plants like zucchini, they're huge, they take up a lot of space, but they can actually be staked. And if you do that very early on by putting a stake near the near the plant and then tying it as you go and then just snipping off the lower leaves, lower than the fruit, obviously, then you can actually have a more compact plant. So whether you're doing that in a raised garden bed, which can take up a much smaller corner than normally, or if you're doing that in a large container, that's actually a really good way of maximizing space. And you can apply that to other plants as well, like nasturtiums. If you've got the trailing variety, that can be staked up for a beautiful aesthetic, either on the balcony or, or in your garden. So there's ways of getting creative with space to try and maximize as much as you have. All right. Now, you've got garden beds and you're growing things vertically. Do you also have various containers say terracotta pots i do they are, i've got actually i've got containers just your normal round containers and i've got the recycling crates that used to be like from from council and they're actually wonderful because they're a really good size to grow things like carrots and cucumbers and you know root veggies i find they do better than the raised garden bed for some reason so that's another way to to maximize the space but then another key one that i do is interplanting so, for example, if I'm growing carrots or beans and we know they take a little bit of time before they're ready, I plant radish in between. So I'm actually maximising the use of the space because the radish will be ready to harvest long before the carrots or the beans. And I've actually used that bit of soil as well. And that's a really good tip if you have a very small space and you want to maximise the yield. Are there plants that you grow just for their leaves to use in, say, cooking or making drinks? Oh, absolutely. I love I love growing leafy greens. And the, I actually put those under plants that give you a substantial yield, 
yield and a good return on investment because let's face it there are things that are easier to buy than to grow but if you if you grow rainbow chard or kale you know they can be used as a cut and come again vegetable which means that you grow it you just snip out the outer leaves you use them when you need to use them and the plant just keeps growing so that's another good way of looking at how much you can get out of your plants when you've got a small space. All right. Now, of all the plants that you've got, have you got something really unusual in the vegetable line that you think should be grown more and many people probably don't? On the vegetable side, well, I actually grow a lot of dwarf varieties. Um, I know people love to grow huge tomatoes, and I do too, and I grow them as well. But for this season, I've actually got quite a few dwarf tomatoes or micro tomatoes, and they're really tiny. They don't need any staking. They produce cherry tomatoes with a very high yield. And I think if somebody is starting out in gardening, that's a really good way to get into growing tomatoes and you know maximize the use of the space that you have. And there's a lot of varieties of that that you can get as well. So maybe, you know, maybe give that a go. I mean, tomato might not be a very unusual vegetable, but a dwarf one is worth having. Yeah, I can't say that I've seen too many dwarf ones around, so I'll have to keep an eye out for those, Corinne, that's for sure. Have you got perennial vegetables like, um, I don't know, horseradish or rhubarb or maybe uh, celery leaf? I do. I have horseradish and it's a bit bit of a challenge sometimes to grow it, but it seems to die down and then come back again. That's a good one to have. The other one that I have that's perennial is the red veined sorrel. That is a beautiful uh, leafy green. It's got a beautiful tangy lemony taste and the best time to actually use it is when the leaves are small. If you leave it too long, then it becomes a little bit too rough texture-wise, to eat, but they double up as a beautiful ornamental. So that's a really good perennial to keep in a vegetable garden. Now, I guess with a small space, it's pretty easy to keep it well watered because you just have to go out there and hand water um, depending on the weather, whether it's daily or every, every few days. But if you were to go away, what would you do? Panic. <laughs> 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 no, if I, if I were to go away, I would actually get a friend and ask them if they could kindly look after the garden because it's a long-term investment and I know I'd be worried about it if it wasn't looked after. And it it's not something that you can just neglect and rely on the weather, that's, put it that way. Yes, that's for sure. All right. Yeah, that sounds great. So in your small space, you've managed to fit in how many, would you say? You did a stock take recently and it was... <laughs> a little over 200 plants, varieties of plants. That's not saying how many duplicates there are or backup plants, as I like to call them. Wow. I like to crank things in, put it put it that way. You certainly have crank, put in as much as possible in the small space of just that courtyard that sounds fantastic well it's been lovely chatting with you Corinne and we look forward to further segments with you thank you Marianne pleasure chatting with you as always 